so good morning um, today is the 13th and uh, last broadcast I uh, our podcast I I said um, uh, March 2020 <laughs> uh, so again that was perfect for the episode of the illusion of perfection right so what I kind of want to discuss today is and it's really been I think it was inspired through a couple thoughts and um, a song in particular and it's basically called Love Yours right Um, it's by J. Cole it's on the 2014 Forest Hills album and you know the thing I feel most people miss or never really develop is self-love and this is where um, there's two sides of the coin right one being that the narcissist truly understands this but is out of balance and then on the flip side is the giver right and they never really truly understand what it is to love yours like love yourself and you know I feel like we get um, sidetracked by the idea of I gotta do something I gotta make a statement with my actions and my life to prove to other people that I love them, which in verse is really that I am worthy of their love, right? And, you know, this is a big, huge deal. It's bigger than most people think. And this is definitely one of the root causes of the disasters we've created in our lives. Um, If you have a disaster. I'm not trying to assume that you do, but... um, if you are a human being and you have um, developed compulsive behaviors, um, this is definitely one of those indicators of the mess, right? So the mess that we've accumulated is through our words and through our actions. And it's all motivated from the source, the energy source, right? The source being that of love or lack thereof. So, you know, as a kid, I, you know, I've I've talked about my dad and, you know, a lot of people have basically said over the course of social media or different psychological break breakdowns of certain things um, there's a lot of different information about out there about that right like one being that our identification of or our relationship with our father is similar to the relationship we have with God or the creator or the source right And I find that hugely 
important because what we tend to do or what I've heard back and forth and I'm kind of in the middle of this discussion or these thoughts or these ideas right is the idea of you know you can't always blame things I'm on board with that now before I was like no 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 you know I am this way because I wasn't loved properly or I wasn't given the attention I needed because in reality if you see how human beings are interacting in the world that is a truth there's nothing incorrect about that statement if you have somebody while you're young help you develop those things in a healthy manner then it's going to produce something and I find that 100% true there's nothing incorrect about that statement but on the inverse and where the problems I think really start to grow from is that idea of I can't do anything about it or I can't change my life until that person acknowledges it, right? So earlier this week, I had read something and it basically, or I think it was actually Sadhguru, and he basically was saying that we get caught up in the why, right? We don't ever know why. Why that person did what they did or said what they said or acted the way that they did. We have no clue. But it's what are you going to do about it, right? So what are we going to do about it? Well, first we doing part of it right now, right? We are going to the root cause of the problem and this conversation may go all over the place um, I'm hoping to wrap it up and then break it into pieces for us to um, go into the micro of each piece that I discuss but I guess I'm gonna go ahead and do like an overview of it right now because it's such an important topic and really it's it's the fundamental um, aspect of interstates, right? Um, understanding and identifying where you're at and where to go from here. Because a lot of the times, you know, we're ruminating over thoughts, these, you know, ideas that have either been programmed or, you know, have entered our mind and we just never knew how to let them go. And they became so ingrained in us that that's who we are as far as our actions, right? Maybe not so much who we are deep inside of us, but they're more of how we express those things in the world. So the more, the more I've been chewing on, you know, these concepts of what to do and how did we get here um you know that's that's kind of like i don't know if you guys uh, follow my instagram um, it's at three vx uh lve um and i'm probably gonna end up you know making uh, the 
interstates, uh, Instagram on its own, but I feel like I dropped in that, um, or those emojis, you know, at the end, you know, to try to kind of fully more express what I'm trying to articulate to you, not just with words, but with pictures. I think that's essentially how um, the Chinese uh, characters are supposed to work, right? Like, they've been the king of emojis since, you know, they invented their language because that's a better way to describe certain things because we're trying to put these utterances, these sounds, and give them meaning. And sometimes a, a picture is a better way to describe what you're trying to show people and you know to get back on the point so how do we do this well I think there's a lot of ways to get to this place um, for one I really believe in taking care of yourself uh, what happened in my transformation for me really started um, letting go of old ideas and really starting to dive into who am I what what do I really like what do I find energy in and that's kind of the responses that you'll start to notice within yourself they'll pop up. At first, I didn't know quite how to go about that because I had heard people talk about it, but I had never seen how it was done. And I was always feeling like that was so elusive. How do you find your purpose? How do you find, you know, those things? Because, I don't know, take for instance this, right? There's an old picture of me my big ass forehead is, you know, shining through. And I'm on the floor, probably like maybe, I wanna say a year old, maybe at that. Didn't look like I was walking yet. But around me is what I found kind of crazy to me. Like the things that I found interesting later on in life. So I think directly behind me was some weights. You know, you know, the old school weights, the plastic ones. Uh, my dad had a set of blue ones. So it looked like, you know, a, some type of barbell with the old plastic weights. And to the left uh, was also a, a, a piano, right? And in other pictures, you know, I, I see my mother holding me and I look super happy. And she's wearing a camouflage hat. There's the military. So I find it super interesting that we gravitate to the things that surround us, right? My parents were um, entrepreneurs. They, like I said, had a car lot, I think, in an earless, earlier episode. And so I kind of always had this entrepreneurial spirit, spirit right? That's kind of 
I don't know, some of those foundational things that start to form who you are, but it's not you though. Those are just things that you saw. Those were things that you know as familiar. So as I started having these conversations, even with my own son, I started trying to help him understand or realize that, hey, you know, I'm glad that you did what dad did and, and that you're, you know, into the same things that we do or that I do, you know. And one of the things I find really cool about it is like, you know, I'm, I'm in my, like I said, I'm in my 40s. My son is in his, you know, getting closer to his mid-20s and we can freestyle together. It's amazing. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's one of those things that I'm just like, wow, this is really cool. You know, like it's a jam session essentially for for the layman, right? Who doesn't really understand what's going on. It's a lyrical, musical, you know, songwriting jam session right in front of you. We'll put on a beat and we'll go up, we'll go at it. And it's one of those things that I find really cool in my life when, you know, those opportunities show. But then, you know what? How did my son come to that? Well, he was in my studio when I started, you know. He was always in there. He'd see me doing what I did. And like I mentioned before, you know, he came to be in a place where he started doing it on his own. But is that really him? Is that really what he gravitates to? And, you know, I, I found later on in life that, you know, take for instance, like in my teens, right? My father was a musician, you know, he ended up being a, an entrepreneur, but even before all of that, he was in a band. And he, I think he played lead guitar and he was a lead singer of a group called Los Corazones. And obviously they didn't go anywhere, you know, they didn't do anything. They're in Grand Junction. I mean, that's it's pretty hard to make it there if you're gonna do anything. And you know, the odds were against them for sure. But thinking about that, you know, he, he would influence me and his stuff, right? Just around me, you know, the music we listen to, I still play it to this day, but you know, I didn't gravitate towards uh, Mexican style music. Uh, somewhere along the line, I like I had mentioned before, I stumbled upon hip hop, and I mean, I was out in the country there for a while, like so. I had been exposed to you know country music, but I didn't even gravitate to that really. I mean, my mom and my sisters would sing, you know, Reba McIntyre and. White Yoakum, stuff like that, right? But that just wasn't my thing. And when I was around my cousin, I remember my cousin Juan and my cousin Chandin, they were like always playing rap music and or R&B. And uh, that just, I just found something about it that I really, really enjoyed. And I think for me, you know, like, I think that was really one of my first choices, right? My first choosing of what was me. And, you know, I, I held on to it and I developed it. And 
know, it, I held on to it so much that it became so much of my identity. Because, you know, if you listen to a music, at least in my head, it was, you have to be a part of that culture in order to understand it. And in order to really be... Um, enthralled or fully in it, right? And so, the way that I dressed, the way that I acted, all that stuff was predicated on, on that, you know, and in a way, I was kind of like an alien in, in my family, you know, because, you know, I, I just wasn't into what they were into, and so that kind of felt, you know, cool, like I have my own thing, and, uh, and I didn't realize just how important that was. development but you know here again I'm making all these associations that aren't weren't aren't or weren't necessary so you know hip-hop music you know the form the art form is beautiful you know like I love what comes from it when it's put together now necessarily do I agree with the messages do I agree with the culture surrounding it now? Nah, I don't. I don't really buy into it anymore. As far as what I see now, um, I feel like who I am as a person, you know, has grown past what you know. It's kind of endorsing a lot of the times, and you know, I think in general there will be, you know, a reformation of it in its own way, and I think that'd be good for, um, the music in general, because it just seems very lost right now, but, uh, getting back to the subject again, I found that, uh, the things that you feel like this energy, this light, this motivation, these things, you got to be careful. You know, I found I found you got to be careful about what's going on there. You know, you, you got to dive in and dig a little deeper because sometimes that motivation and that stuff comes from a bad place again. And, and what do I mean by that? So what I mean by that is acceptance, right? So say you're in a group of people that, you know, this is what they do. This is how they dress. This is what they look like. Now you got to conform to the culture that's been built around it. And, you know, that's kind of where I went in a different direction I found myself um, open and willing to try other things to listen to different music um, there for a while um, in, a, in a in a phase of my my Christian uh, I guess my Christianity phase I um, I was completely rejecting it at one point and uh, I think I switched to listening to reggae and, and a lot of 
you know, worship music and, and, uh, cause there are some truths to, you know, what's, what's, uh, taught in the, in the religion. Right. And, you know, that's one of the discussions that we're going to, um, dive into as well is, you know, you are, or you become what you take in. So if you're taking in a lot of negativity or a lot of misguided um, ideas, then you will inevitably become those things too. So um, there's a dude I was listening to for the longest time. He's on YouTube. Uh, shout out to uh, Soul Immortal. Um, he kind of really broke things down um, for me in that area to make me really understand that, you know, if we're taking like junk food in, you know, we're really going to reproduce and put out junk food. And the same with our thoughts. So I kind of wanted to grow in a different way. And I didn't see that it being in agreement with the decision I had made. But later on, you know, I, I made room for it. And he talks about that too. He I made space for it. He talks about making space for, you know, or allowances. Just like almost any, you know, nutritionist or, or you know, weightlifting coach will tell you, you know, it's okay to, to cheat, right? It's okay to have a cheat day. It's just, it can't be every day. It's no longer cheat day at that point. Um, it becomes something else. And um, there's a thing to be said about discipline. And really, what is that? You know, what is discipline? Discipline is sticking to the decision you made and being consistent. And consistency really does produce great things. Um, or it can produce terrible things. You know, if you're consistent in things that you're not trying to do. And again, you know, like, I think this is a really cool statement that I heard recently, you know, and, and, uh, and Sadhguru really talks about this a lot. And we're so good at labeling, you know, people or things as good or bad, right? So that's not really a, a, a thing we should be doing. And it's kind of an abstract com concept, you know, for a lot of us to grasp because, you know, well, then how do we how do we navigate life? Right. And that's essentially what we're trying to do here. Right. We're trying to find out how to love ourselves best. And if we can remove the labels and remove um, the ideas of that were passed down, traditions, all those things and evaluate them. Now you can make a better decision because you may be coming from a different space. Your your mind, your heart, your soul, you're, you're in different levels, right? I think video games are a great way for you to understand that, right? Um, just like a, a video game, you know, you, you're going to play that level until you're ready to move forward. 
and you won't get past that level. You'll keep, you know, keep trying to figure out. Like I've been playing this uh, Legos Avengers game with my with my stepson, and he um, is brilliant. Like he, he's got, you know, he's got a lot of uh, energy, but uh, he catches on super quick, and his mind is amazing. Sometimes I just I can't even understand how he you know can figure out some of the puzzles because essentially that's how this game is built right and I think it's you know I know a lot of people don't advocate for video games but I really love what Lego has done with that particular game because it's so much like life you know and it's a metaphor I'm not saying that you know this is exactly how it's done but you know here's these puzzles every single day you know how do you get better how do you approach these things? And sometimes you have to step back. You have to give thought to what's going on. So take, for instance, like if you're in this place where you've been habitually making um, decisions. And from those decisions, your thoughts are established in a survival type mode, right? Um Sadhguru talked about the other day um, that your nature is like that of a tiger. And he says, if you watch a tiger, he's very alert, right? And he's always watching. He's always watching. And you know, I remember telling people that you may not know, even while I'm talking with you, you may not know, but I'm watching you. And, you know, I, I, I think about that because my nature there for the longest time was heightened, right? Like I was just super aware, like, what are you, what are you up to? What are you trying to do? And to approach life in that way is horrible. It's not good. You know, there's, there's a lot of things where you can't um, really embrace the pieces of, of the yogic system without letting go and you know it's there there's these cliche sayings but it's it's because they're truths right and most of us just haven't let that settle in we haven't meditated on them we haven't um really done the work uh internally to really embrace that so when you look at yourself and you see yourself there's people I know, and even times for myself, you know, look in the mirror and I didn't like that person. And, you know, Sadhguru also says that, um, you know, if you have a problem with being alone, then you are truly in bad company. And it's an indicator, right? It's an indicator that there's something broken there. And the first relationship is with the self. The self, you know, you waking up with, um, what do they call them? Um, just beliefs, right? About everything and even yourself. And uh, if those beliefs are not, you know, loving or in a good space, then everything else is tainted and poisoned by 
the misguided thought or idea. You know, you are one of one. There is nobody else like you. Nobody's going to think like you. Nobody's going to act like you. Now, there's going to be similarities, right, amongst people because, you know, we we were programmed to learn and mimic from age or from birth to seven, right? That's what we do. We mimic. Um, even myself, I still mimic certain things. Uh, take, for instance, when I was learning graffiti, um, a friend of mine, uh, Tim Herrera, he really kind of helped me develop my my skills. And what I would do is I would look at his his ideas of how to put graffiti together and I would kind of try to mimic his style or other you know well-known graffiti um, artists at the time and then I would eventually slowly create my own and uh, you know those that that type of behavior you know is what changes or not changes but is what leads our lives right but we tend to think that others have it together. Others are, are more um, ahead of us. You know, this is, this is not a race. And, you know, I may be regurgitating everything you've probably seen on social media. But I'm trying to tie these things together because there are pieces of puzzle, you know, of the puzzle um, out there. And that's why, you know, I no longer um, ascribe to the idea that there's only one way, right? No, that's, that's, um, that idea is, is fundamentally wrong, right? There's a lot of ways to come to conclusions or come to a good place and space, you know? My journey, in a way, like I was kind of talking about earlier, um, went from me actually leaving the church space, which there was lots of wisdom, there was community, there was a lot of those things going on, and separating from that and actually taking time and going to the gym and working out by myself not with anybody else and it was almost like a physical way of meditating right I mean I would go in there for hours and people don't understand how you know I would be in the gym for that long but it's just a way to work through things you know I was working through frustrations and anger and things that I was stuck on and, um, you know, over time, I eventually met, you know, people that would help me to come out of this cycle, right? And they kind of helped me to see pieces of who I was again. You know, that was through conversation. That was through people, you know, encouraging me and taking me for who I was and, you know, really loving on me versus you know telling me here's all these things right i'm reading it you know because i was i was deep into the bible i ain't gonna lie like i was pretty heavy i was you know i dedicated nine about nine years of my life to to it and i don't regret it for one bit you know i, I love the people that i met and i love the wisdom that i drew from it but it's only a small piece a small fraction of a larger truth and you know you can look at different cultures you can look at um different religions um sages mystics you know 
what are all of you trying to do? We're just trying to figure this thing out. But instead of, you know, saying, look, you know, pointing the finger and saying that's wrong or you don't know what you're talking about, you know, we're not having the dialogue. We're not having the conversations. We're not experimenting and trying to see if any of this stuff is true. You're not even looking at, you know, or giving it an opportunity for it to be true, right? And that's kind of like the the road uh, I, I decided to go down. And it's not, you know, it's not been easy, but it's been totally, totally worth it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, like I was saying, even stuff from psychology, you know, understanding how your mind works, you know, um, even just listening to the discussions of Dr. Jordan Peterson have been, you know, amazingly um, insight, uh, 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 what's the best word to use it, uh, to use, um, insightful, right? Like, listen to Dr. Jordan Peterson's discourse on Pinocchio. Who would have thought that the Walt Disney movie Pinocchio is literally a metaphor for so many things about us as individuals and you know to really like be open to hearing it and to listen to how he you know describes what's going on you know like it makes you think like wow you know like I would have never gave that an opportunity or a chance if I wasn't open right so how do we do this right um as I've talked about before, you know, this is really, it is a journey, you know, you, you, you're either on the road and going somewhere and that road may be the same highways that everybody else takes, or you could be blazing your own trail. You could be, you know, cutting down some, some, uh, some weeds and going through some dark places, but maybe you're going to get to point A faster you know it's uh, there's something to be said out there for putting yourself out and and really just exploring the wilderness and you know there's a lot of warnings about that in you know in different places or whatever but I think it's just because most people are just scared they don't uh they don't have any clue. They don't have any idea as to the places that people have been. And, you know, cookie cutter um, ideas of how to get fixed and whatnot, you know, that that don't play out. Um, maybe it does for some. But I'm, I'm going to say for the most part, you know, you could go in certain circles of you know, religious things and the same problems are still there. The same issues are still there. They just know, they just now get to share it with other people. And, you know, there's a reward system for good things and a reward system for bad things. So take, for instance, like <clears throat> the idea of the victim, right? If, a, if a, a person is gotten caught up in the cycle of being a victim then their life always stays that same way because they don't know life from outside of that box, right? 
that boxes their identity and all the bad things that happen to them continue to happen to them then they go to people who help them and guide them and they get this reward that this is who I am I'm broken I'm these things and the cycle continues there's no breaking of it there's no breaking of that mentality that cycle you know and I, I, I was a part of that there for the longest time. I let a situation in my life dictate so much about me. And I was always like, yeah, well, if it wasn't for this and if it wasn't for that, you know, and people would just console me and all this other, you know, it's all it's all built on bullshit. Right. You know, one of the, the hardest lessons for me to learn is the past is the past, right? The past is no longer here. So why continue reliving it and bringing it and making it alive again? It's like the deaths, like the death of times <clears throat> times a thousand. It's always there. It never it never subsides. And that's where that's where I was like, well, how how do I how do I break it, right? How do I break it? You know, there for a while I was talking to a therapist because my behaviors were just not not good, right? Because your mind gets stuck on certain things and it just ruminates and ruminates and it just can't get out of that cycle. And you know, and it's not like this thing that, you know, just goes away simply. You really have to be diligent until it does go away, you know? And I, I still, to this day, you know, myself, find myself touching in those areas and they'll hit. And it's just like, you know, it's it's such a destructive cycle. And, and the way that I've been exposed to how to, to, to break these things now it becomes a practice, right? And now it becomes it's just like you going to the gym. You, you're going to have to go there and you're going to have to do the work or else you or body will not respond. It will not grow. It will not do all these things, right? There's no way that you're going to, you know, as a human being, wake up and not have to do physical activity. It's not going to happen. And the same thing works with your brain, right? If you don't stay in, you know, certain um, patterns, like better patterns, good patterns, um, then you're you're gonna you're gonna come to a place where you're outside of it again. And so, you know, it's this idea that you know we're gonna arrive somewhere, and you will to an extent, right? But there's always another puzzle, right? There's always something else, and. Once you, you know, once you go through certain levels like video games, right, things get inevitably harder. It's not going to be easier. You're just more, you're just better at certain things than you were and you're stronger and you're more focused and you're all these things that come along with you. And that's the journey. That's what's going on. You're whatever you are, soul, spirit, energy. Whatever it is that's inside of you is being shaped and formed by the surroundings that you are in. And, you know, 
now, you know, it's going from this is this is where I'm at now. And this is where, you know, this is kind of a big part of the focus here is understanding that you can go through this life unconsciously and continue to just be bewildered and baffled about what's going on around you. Or you can approach this life with consciousness and awareness and to take control of your life. And, you know, that's that's you in the car. That's you in the steering wheel, you know? Like, that's a great metaphor, right? The car is what you know as yourself and your body, right? That is, ju it's just a shell, right? And this car is a little different because this car you put together yourself you put the parts on it so if you put on quality parts that vehicle is going to work well in this world in the physical in the physical realm of this world the physical dimension of this world it will do well but if you put your car together with something poor materials or you went cheap with certain things do not expect that your car is going to function well and the same thing with what's going on on the inside. You know, the components, the inners. Those have to be managed. Those have to be thought out. Those have to be... And, and you can't get lazy. You can't flip on the tube and watch, you know, Honey Boo Boo. Or, I mean, I don't think she's even on TV anymore. That's That kind of shows you how much TV I watch anymore. You know, you can't flip on, you know, this the TV and just zone out and just it's it's not going to go anywhere i'm not saying either that you know you can't enjoy certain things but think about it why am i enjoying this why am i enjoying watching other people struggle with their life on tv to make you feel better about your life why don't you do something why don't you make choices why don't you put your hand to the plow and start digging those are some things. And I say that as a challenge. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not accusing anybody of being lazy, but I am trying to challenge you to really pick up the tools that are before you and to learn how to use them. And um, one of the things that I remember posting um, is the idea of a, of a dagger, right? And... It's kind of like the metaphor for your life. If you're, you know, running around with a dagger and you don't know what you're doing, you're going to inevitably cut others and you're going to inevitably, inevitably cut yourself. But a man with a good sharp knife or, you know, female, male, don't matter, right? Whatever, whoever you are, with the knife that's, that is unskilled, inevitably will cut and draw blood in their lives in and out but somebody with a skilled um, approach to how they use it you can do amazing things with that you can you can cut up things and you can you can make these amazing designs there's a lot um, that you could do with that dagger and that's essentially you know what you got to do but if you can't if you can't come to a place where you find that you're in agreement internally that you don't 
know how to value those things internally, then then you'll always get the same results. So, you know, getting a, getting some time to to cut out in your day and making time for your day. You know, you don't you don't look, don't find it. You make time for you to be quiet. You make time for you to get in tune with your body and with your mind and get those things under wraps. The more, or I guess the sooner, you can get your mind and your body under control, the, the, the more that the outside is gonna be in response because we keep doing the wrong things and thinking that we gotta control things outside of ourselves to make it better, and it doesn't, it won't. It has to start from the inside. So that's like, for me, it's always a saying for me. It's always the truth for me. It's first in, then out. If your plane is falling from the sky, the first thing that they tell you to do is to put an oxygen mask on your face and to get oxygen into you because you passing out are unable to take care of the children and the people around you. So first you must put that oxygen mask on you and you have to understand what's going on there or else you cannot be of help to anybody. And that's really the first part, right? Then the things that you do outside of that can really be genuine, right? They're not, they're, they don't come from a place of need, right? Like I need somebody's approval. I need somebody's um response showing me that I'm doing well, I'm doing good. You don't need it because it's already there internally. If you have appreciation and value for what's going on inside of you and the person inside of you, the you, then everything else, everything else comes from a place of love and grace, right? But they don't teach that. They teach you just go out and be helpful and be a good person. But you can't do it from a good space without addressing the internal, you know? And you can't pray that away. You can't, you can't wish upon a star on that. That's work. That's why you struggle. That's why you don't move forward. So when I, when I talk about the idea of love yours, right? Love yours. Love yourself. Love your accumulation of who you are that you chose, right? Drop everything. Look at it. Sort through it. Do inventory. Throw away a bunch of shit. This is literally time to do spring cleaning. We are on the cuspus of, of, of spring. You know, essentially, like, this is kind of like a new new year for you right here, right? Lay it all out. Look at it. Analyze it. Think about it. Does this make sense to me? Or am I doing this because other people would not love me or approve of me if I didn't? And then you go on your own. Start digging. Start looking. Try to figure it out. You should always come from a place of strength and, and love from you first. Everything else will work itself out. That's where, that's where, you know, the fundamentals of, of the inner states and the interstate, what's going on here 
this is what I, this is where I want to go. Um, this probably ran a little long, but you know, this is not scripted by the way. I have ideas and this is a free form right now. And I'm really just speaking from the heart. I hope you all got something from it. Um, I will dive deeper into specifics about certain things, but I hope you all um, enjoyed this. I enjoy um, having this time with you, this conversation. And if you've lasted this long, um, I, I greatly appreciate your time. So thank you. Um, have a great day. I don't hope for anything. You go out and you have a great day. This is Erasmo Muñiz, and this is Interstates.